0: hi black hollywood live fans today we are talking supreme court battle accountability for police and sheriff a truly disarmed robber and could the feds come knocking down your door to get repaid for federal student loans that and more on today's justice is served
1: you are tuned to black hollywood live's justice is served I just
0: love this song. All right. Hello and welcome to Black Hollywood Lives. Justice is Served, where we discuss the latest in legal news every week here with me, Chelsea Galicia. My co hosts are Shaka Smith. God, I still do that every time I want to call him by his Twitter name, Shaka Strong. I love that. And BJ Abron, thank you for joining me today. We had a massive legal shakeup this weekend. Can't wait to get to that. Um, and so, so, a lot happened uh, over the last week that I want to get straight into. Uh, shall we begin? Yes. Let's yes. do this. Okay. So you may have heard over the weekend that a Supreme Court justice died unexpectedly. His name was Antonin Scalia, and any lawyer that you know was. Shocked and thinking this was yeah. jaw dropping right. news, and most people have no idea really who this man is and why it matters so much to their life. Right. So, for a second, we just need to like in just talk about the massive impact of this one man's death. Like, any person that's gone to law school in the last 30 years, like, this guy is a celebrity in right. Law, right. law school, right? right. You hear You read about his opinions, they're always very colorful, controversial, and was, definitely yeah. conservative. He was yeah. definitely
1: someone that played to your emotions. When you read his opinions, you might just want to stand up and just walk out just after reading some of his opinions. So, Yeah, um, and
0: we, we have talked about some of the statements he's made recently in questioning about an affirmative action case. He asked somebody, well, maybe we shouldn't be pushing black students into schools that are faster than they can keep up with, making yeah. uh, statements along those lines. So I thought that. The Onion had the best headline about his death when they said Justice Scalia dies after a 30-year battle with social progress.
2: Uh, (laughs) But but I I would say though he did—he was a very brilliant jurist—and he he stood for in the conservative movement. His brilliance was something that you could admire because it was very intelligent, it was very thought out. So whether or not you agreed with him, he did have a a very consistent framework for what he did, and so. um, I think you're going to see a huge shift now.
0: Sort of.
2: With, with where we are. Yeah.
0: I, yeah, I, I, absolutely. But before we get to the shift, interesting to know you had a run with Justice Scalia.
2: Oh, yeah. I got the opportunity to meet him while I was in law school. Um, went to George Mason, with was a very conservative law school. Um, and just a very affable
0: individual. Affable. Yeah. That's the best of a we <laughs> can. <laughs> okay. But yeah, so Shaka's like, oh, poor guy. And meanwhile, BJ and I are like, oh my gosh he definitely wasn't
1: my I mean you hate to see anyone pass away but uh you know obviously he he def- definitely wasn't my favorite um you know uh,
2: yeah I would say for the, fu- for the future of the court and for the way things might go in this country that part I was somewhat excited for
0: I was relieved yeah, yeah. frankly yeah. I mean because there are some really pivotal crucial cases that were like on the docket that they had been heard yeah. and we were gonna find out what uh, he and the rest of the justices thought, and this was going to make, you know, really crucial law of the land. Yeah. So some of those cases have to deal with uh, abortion, affirmative action, um, uh, President Obama's uh, executive powers regarding immigration. What else do we have? There was some campaign finance reform. There and were the some com- yeah. really big, meaty cases that were in the midst of being decided.
2: Yeah, I think I, for most people, I don't know if they understand that. Um, the court was really falling 5-4 for many of the decisions. You know, they were kind of divided along ideological lines. Every now and then I think you had Kennedy join the other side. Um, But so this is a huge shakeup because now it's going to tip the scales, possibly in favor of um, the liberal justices.
0: Right. So cases that we before probably would have gone um, the more conservative route, uh, we don't know now anymore. And now this has become a huge political issue with some Republican senators promising to withhold a vote. So how it works now is that the president uh, appoints somebody, Anybody, even Chaka's, like, hey, I could get a call any day now.
2: Yeah, because right now um, they are in recess, and right. so the president has the power to do a recess appointment, and so he can appoint anyone without confirmation if he can do if he does it before the 22nd. But he, I think he's indicated that he would not do that. if right. He wanted to do something in due time.
0: So generally, the way it works is the president nominates somebody, and then the Supreme Court has to uh, affirm that by a simple majority, 50, or even you know like 49 and then the vice president would get to ju- yeah. to vote and cause a majority and that's it uh, so the republicans saying that we're not going to for sure uh, affirm anybody that the president nominates is pretty unprecedented even though they pointed fingers at yeah. president obama for doing something similar
2: okay. and i wonder if they, Alito. To, they may have been trying to bait him into a, a recess appointment because i think you would have had a lot of conservatives up in arms and may have produced a greater turnout for the presidential election, but who knows?
0: Yeah, so this is something really to watch, and we will definitely be talking a lot about whoever the nominee um, is. We've Now everybody's just sort of in rumorville about who it might be. Yeah. Uh, BJ, any ideas?
1: Well, I mean, you, you have a lot of talk about Loretta Lynch, who uh, at this time is a U.S Attorney General first um,
0: African American. Yes,
1: yes, yes, first African American. You also have uh Kamala Harris who is uh the California Attorney General. Right. Um someone who I I, I am very uh, feel pa- very passionate about. In terms of what she stands for,
0: she's definitely um, progressive.
1: yes mm-hmm. very progressive. But she was also um, a, a very strong prosecutor as well. And obviously, you know, I, I kind of reside on a defense side of things. But um, but but I definitely like what she stands for. And there there's a, probably about five or six individuals um, who who uh I think would po- possibly be
2: notable. I know and President I think, Obama. I think I heard this morning that with it Sri Srivana S- mm-hmm. yeah. and yes. forgive mm-hmm. me, I'm probably butchering the name. Yeah. I know I'm butchering the name. Mm-hmm. Um but I think uh he has risen to the top of the list um an in Indian American um for yeah. the Supreme yeah. Court and he clerked for uh, Sandra Day O'Connor as well Yeah, so. and I think he he held post under George W. Bush and under under the Obama administration as he, well
0: yeah and his in a, we can't really tell based on the history of who he's represented sort of which side he might fall on yeah. it doesn't really lend itself to say oh this guy's clearly conservative or liberal at all so all
2: right. and I think he was just confirmed with like what a couple of years ago with a 97 or 93 and 0 vote right, right. Is that correct? So, and yeah. then there's a whole yeah.
0: lot of talk about well fine why don't we let the Republicans delay it, and then we'll let uh, Bernie or Hillary appoint President Obama to <laughs> the Supreme Court? The likelihood of that happening is about
2: very small. But yes, who knows?
0: Extremely yes. Small. it's it's fun to talk about, yeah. you know, some creative ideas like that, but unlikely to happen. Right. And I think
2: it's important to note, um, so going forward now, so you know, the Supreme Court's a man down, so a lot of decisions could be left at 4-4. When the decision is 4-4, then basically the appellate court that last heard um, the case, that ruling stands. And so I think you're going to see, what you definitely will see, is nine out of the 13 um, circuits, I I believe, were, for the majority of judges, were nominated by Democrats. So you're going to see a lot of liberal decisions probably stand, um, you know, in the wake of this, yeah,
0: we shall see. We shall see, and we'll definitely tell you about whatever is next. But there will definitely be a time in like ten years from now when we all remember the day yeah. that Scalia died, and then the the court changed composition, and very likely we will have a just a different
2: theme
0: yeah. of the the cases, the decisions forward, that are made. Yeah. Yeah. Um, perhaps. You know more social progress will right, be made right. now we well fingers crossed please okay <laughs> all right so let's move on um to another huge jaw-dropping story this one we actually covered last year a bit because we talked about the undersheriff tanaka who was um, arrested indicted right for corruption and at the time we were thinking well, it did it go all the way to the top did sheriff baca know about this and now we know the truth is yeah he did, yeah. He did.
1: and I mean I remember I remember that show and I think I stated then there was po- no way possible that he could not have known and I you know I, I'm a little I'm a lot upset at you know what took place in terms of um, him not serving a sufficient prison sentence um, he he's, he doesn't have to testify against anyone else.
0: Yeah. So this is really this the way that this has gone down is really uncool. So the FBI was investigating the jails because of corruption, mistreatment, civil rights violations. Uh, I mean, really, basic. The, the, the corruption that we all think about, I mean, it's kind of like Orange is the New Black, yeah. you know, style, times <laughs> you know, 100. That's the kind of stuff that the FBI was investigating. And when the sheriff's department got word that there was an FBI investigation, they started to do things to cover up. Yeah. Like, there was an FBI informant that was in the jail, and they ended up moving that guy around so that the FBI could sort of, like, right. lost and, track of and him. And under different it's names.
2: Violent. They were putting them under different names.
0: Right. So... Uh, there was then there was the question was like you know was there a intentional interference intentional you know obstruction right. of justice and the basically the intimidation
2: of the FBI investigator where they actually, where they, actually were, yeah. they were informed to do everything they could to thwart her investigation uh, save for putting her in cost. and he sent her I mean yeah. he sent them to her home yeah to, her intimidate her. to intimidate her to intimidate her and so. threaten her with the arrest right
0: right so all of that was revealed when he agreed to plead guilty to lying to investigators and so we had heard that he was going to plead guilty and he officially pled guilty this morning. So what he is pleading guilty to is simply lying to investigators which yeah is is bad and this is how we know that there was uh, the FBI investigator that was um, intimidated and how there was that witness who was shuffled around and hidden, things of that nature. The deal that he cut though is infuriating at least to me so he will serve no more than six months in jail and he gets to keep his 300,000 plus per year pension because of the fact that this lying took place in 2014 which I believe after he left and the rule says the law says that your um, pension is cut from the date of your misdeed, your infraction, your your crime. So because he didn't commit this crime until after he was done and out and he had yeah, his uh, pension had sort of like vested, Mm -hmm. that doesn't get touched at all. He has not, as I've seen so far, been charged with any of the underlying corruption I, I that's thi- at the investigation.
2: Right. I think we may see some additional charges, and I definitely think you'll see a lot of civil suits. So I don't think this is over for Bach. I don't think he gets to just kind of retire <coughs> and keep his pension and you know um, have a good time.
0: I and if he only faces, if he only gets probation. Yeah. Oh my God, I might. <laughs> I might, you know justice will definitely be unserved I mean mean,
1: these are the kind of issues that we've uh, talked about for years that uh, where prisoners have reported these type of abuses these types of behaviors and and, and, uh, people have shafted these uh, statements by simply calling them conspiracy theories Um, and and these are stuff that you hate to see it uh, have to come to the limelight or, or come to the forefront in this manner um, and, and not years ago when this stuff was taking place, and 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 again, this is just a, this is just the tip of the iceberg. This is not to mention the countless of years that he spent overseeing. Yeah, he was the, the
0: sheriff for fifteen right, years. He was right. reelected four times. I mean, I kind of was like, dang, what we what we have voters should have known. Yeah. Um, this is a really just a miscarriage of justice. But I think and it's, it's just, a
1: testament that we need more oversight in that process.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So along the same lines as um, corruption in the jails, there's also been corruption in prison. Uh, the FBI has arrested 46 former and current correction officers at various um, prisons in the state of Georgia for being involved with things like Drug trade, um, help carrying out like I think one was like a kidnapping of somebody on the outside, uh, laundering money, smuggling and contraband. Forty six officers. Do you think that this is the tip of the iceberg, or is this the iceberg now that we're getting to? The tip of the iceberg.
1: I mean, all of this stuff is just the tip of the iceberg, and there's no, there's many cases that will just remain under the rug, and you just will never Mm -hmm. uncover it. Nobody will ever speak about it. Um, or, or may just never come to light. Uh, but I think slowly but surely as the wheels begin to turn, as we've seen over the last year or so, um, I think we'll we'll kind of get a little bit more insight and we'll start to see more officers, uh, and, and more importantly, the
2: inst- institution changing in a ma- manner that it should. Well, yeah, I, th- I think we just have a culture of not... Uh, listening to people that we believe are criminals, or we we put in a, a different light, and you know, putting those that kind of police them above approach. I think we're seeing that break down, and that idea once it breaks down starts to breed change. Yeah. Right,
0: and yeah. will only change though if we, as um, citizens, keep pressure on it right. by looking at these, by yeah. being informed of the stories.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and it kind it kind of goes back to that statement that the officer made. I forget his name now, and uh, or the prosecutor made in making a murderer, where he was talking about. Um, the, the conspiracy or where he said it was impossible, completely impossible and idiotic to think that the police officers could actually sabotage an investigation and depend it on uh Mr. Avery and I, uh, and this is what we're really dealing with here. We're dealing with faulty police officers, faulty actions within a police department and like you just stated that you know as a general public we have been conditioned essentially to just mm-hmm. believe like oh these guys are criminals we can't listen to anything their word is invalid.
0: Right. And I think you know covering stories like um, the officer who went around raping women right. with criminal histories who are all minorities and yeah. you know not used to having a voice, not being taken seriously it by It underscores
2: the, that culture,
0: yeah. Right, so uh, so we all got to just stay on it so that we can keep seeing more of these stories. I mean it's like you don't want to see more of these stories but you know that they have yeah, they, to be. And they're
2: out there so you, you have, have to be yeah. report on them and find them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Alright, and then some people f- call this holding an officer accountable. Some people f- see this is a miscarriage of justice. The conviction of police officer Peter Liang. So he uh, shot a, um, a man, an unarmed man in a dark stairwell. He was a rookie uh, going down a stairwell. He had his finger on the trigger. Did't realize like how just a little small movement would pull the trigger mm-hmm. and so he, he shot and, and killed uh, a Kai girlie in that stairwell so he faced trial and was convicted of manslaughter is this a story of police are now being held accountable or is this the story <laughs> of another minority um, police officer being sort of scapegoated
2: well uh, this is the tough one at any time uh, a police officer is held accountable for a shooting, I think it's a positive thing. I think it's a positive step in the right direction, regardless of what race the police officer is. I think any officer seeing someone being held accountable for what might be bad behavior is a good thing. Uh, whether or not this is mitigated by the fact that he was convicted because he was Asian, and in other different uh, scenarios because the police the police were white, they were not convicted is another story and I think it is troubling um, when you look at the the host of cases where people haven't even been indicted
0: right um, for similar things where this guy yeah. said it was like it was basically an accident yeah. and he wasn't well trained and there was a lot of situations that were similar to other officers who have killed people and have not been charged there, at all there was
1: yeah. another case where there was a white officer and I believe this was in New York. Um, where the officer was in an apartment complex or a, a, a you know, a, 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 what do you call it? The housing project. A housing yeah. project. Um, and his, his gun went off. He had his finger oh. on the trigger as well. Um, he accidentally shot someone, and it was completely an accident. You can you can clearly tell, based upon the facts that I read, that it seemed to be an accident. Um, he was a white officer. He got off. It's a very similar case to this one. Yeah. Yeah. And he got off. Now, um, those are similar cases. And, of course, shock. I agree, yeah. this is a very, the question is a tough question, because you don't want to just say, yeah, you know. But the facts are before us. The evidence is before. We've seen case after Case Eric Garner, you know where people are getting choked with choked, no yeah. weapon, yeah. choked to death, and there are no uh, nobody's being prosecuted, nobody's going to jail. So for for the for this situation to take place, and of course, I agree that something needed to take place. Um, And uh, I think but it still shows us here that there are some injustices that are taking place based upon race. And it's not that he's been prosecuted maybe because he's Asian, but he's just been prosecuted because he's not white.
0: Right, that there some of the you know uh, a Chinese organization wanted to like point out and say that you know blacks and Latinos and Asians are all on the sort of one side. So I mean, but that's
1: very important because uh, we talked about this before about some hate groups um, who have have been at. Uh, Black Lives Matters movements, and I remember one time we talked about on the show uh, where it was an Asian and two whites, and how uh, various different ethnicities actually, typically when they come to this country, coincide with um, white privilege. Or, or would take place uh, white social norms I should say um, but you know we see a situation here where the Chinese organizations are reaching out to say look we are a minority as well yeah. well we need to step back and understand that hey when people are out here marching and people are saying that, hey black lives matter black lives matter again as we talked about before it does not mean that no one else matters at all, it just means that hey, I have to shout Black Lives Matter because I'm being treated like I don't. And so when that happens, I need to see Asians, I need to see Latinos, I need to see everyone out there because, as you can see here, the facts and the trickle-down effect will come, and it's going to hit your door. And now you're looking at us like, hey, we're all in the same boat. Well, we need to make sure we're marching and we actually sitting at the halls of justice together.
2: Yeah. 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 And what I think is a little bit more troubling. Is that he was claiming incompetence? He was saying that he was not trained very well, um, and that the academy instructor gave him all the answers to um, the CPR exam. Right. And I think that's like that's part of a problem where they're not—they're not just not training them well. They're not vetting them well when they come in. And so, you know, we're very big with our police officers and give them a lot of respect. And I think that 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 respect that we give them should be reflected in the choosing of who becomes right. an officer. Or
0: what is this training about, that they are giving, <laughs> being given the answers, yeah. and yeah, I mean this is, well, we've talked a lot, we need better training, better training, better training, and I, you know, hopefully this is perhaps embarrassing enough for the department where they <clears throat> are like, okay, fine, because that's what the mother of the victim wants. She wants the NYPD to undergo mm-hmm. better training. Yeah. Um, Yes. Yeah, but, I mean, sad but, story either w- so, way. So,
1: what does that training look like? I mean, that's well, the be- question. He, this guy well, was
0: saying he wasn't even trained well in CPR. Whole, yeah. So, once he shot the man, he couldn't even help him because he wasn't trained. Yeah, but uh,
1: but but I would rather, of course, I want I would I would I definitely would like to see police trained in CPR. But I would rather at this point because we so, have so many mishaps in other areas of their training. We need to be focused on not shooting and, and not being put in a position and, to where you have your finger on a gun and on a think, trigger, and well, I it think, shouldn't be.
2: Well, I think he was also um, the, one of the issues was that he had his trigger on the gun and it shouldn't have been on the gun. So he's also saying that protocol was something he didn't know as well.
0: To not mm-hmm. have his finger on already, the trigger, yeah, yeah,
2: on the trigger when he's, you know,
0: going through a dark stairwell. I yeah. mean, if I can imagine. If there
2: is one
1: piece of training that I would figure that every officer would pay attention to, what will receive and at the very least pay attention to is anything that involves the use of and his weapon. That,
2: that's why I think this case is so troublesome: is that the assertion that they're not being trained well enough to go out in these situations, and the training is resulting in the loss of other people's lives. Like that's, you know,
1: yeah.
0: All right. Well. Let's um, turn to, I don't know, this is either a funny story or... I think a, it's a pretty funny story, well, yeah, actually. Yeah. <laughs>
1: all
0: <laughs> right. myself, myself, All right, so this is the uh, our story about a truly disarmed robber. <laughs> so a 17-year-old guy from Brooklyn made a deal yeah. with a guy on Craigslist to buy some Air Jordans from him. Right. So this is caught on video. I'm not sure if we have it. Do we have this, Yeah, we
1: have this video, I believe, if we so could show all, that.
0: All right, cool. So let me line this up. So they connect over Craigslist about these shoes, $190. And, I mean, my shoes, women's, I mean, $190, t- okay, anyways, <laughs> I can go on for a little bit about that. All right, so they...
1: Well, we've seen, we've seen, see, that's the thing about these shoes, and yeah, because, and if, if those of you who are who are watching don't understand, you know, what's really going on, on here, you know, you get those lines of people, and we've heard for years, people getting stabbed at, the, you know, at the stores for, for can't believe Michael
0: Jordan wants to be a part of this.
1: Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's making a lot of money. Yeah, I know, but is. come
0: on, how much money is enough but, but, money? But, but you, you know... People are dying but at over a the certain, silly at a, shoes. At
1: a certain point, <clears throat> you know, he's just selling a product. Yeah, you got these to people understand. are not behaving who, in the right manner.
0: But why are they being $190? How much well, do those well, shoes really th- cost me? Well, It was alleged
1: that he was, signing, uh, that he was selling yeah. it for 190 It was also another story that was 490 which is more reasonable, which makes more sense for these Good shoes. Lord. So what people typically do is they purchase these shoes and then they resell them for uh, about a four market. times limited, yeah. the amount. And that's what was taking place here is him, you know, they met up on a, on a, on the a curbside um, yeah. and, and, and you know, and we saw them get into the car together, right?
0: So, so yeah, so the guy, the young man, 17 year old, he gets into the car where he allegedly pulls out a gun and you can't see that because you can't see into the car with right. the video but apparently pulls a gun and tells the guy you're going to do exactly what I want or I'm going to you know, shoot you. And I, I, some reports are that he actually pulled the trigger, sure, and but
2: it just misfired; it didn't go off. Oh right. Wow. Yeah, I didn't read that. The so yeah. the kid
0: jumps out of the car with the gun and the shoes and goes walking down the street, and the driver appears to pull away, uh, and then he then makes a sudden U-turn. Right. And right. you see the kid sort of like at the top of the screen, like just get plowed into Mm -hmm. by the driver of the car. And what happens that you can't see very well in the video is that the kid's arm gets severed off. The one holding the gun and the shoes gets severed off below the elbow. But that doesn't stop the kid. He keeps running. He tries to get on a bus. The bus driver refuses to let him on or demands that he get off. And then a uh, kid tries to run and he like just passes out. Yeah.
1: Uh, and the guy pulled him off the bus. Yeah, the bus. guy pulled yeah. him off the bus. He put yeah. him off the bus. But he's running but, yeah. with no, with one arm at yeah. this point.
0: And people are yelling like, hey, stop running. Your arm's bleeding out, you know, um, all over a pair of shoes. Right. Now, the, shocking or not shocking that the driver of the car who is a 39-year-old, um, let's see, Philippe, I want to get his name right. Where does this go? Philippe Pierre, yes. right, is charged with attempted murder. Yeah. yeah, The kid, though, is also charged with you know robbery yeah.
2: and uh, and uh, I believe the the firearm, right, possession.
0: All right, cool. Let's go ahead and see. Yeah, so you can see
1: here. This is this is the kid who's actually at the car. Zachary. And he'll saying. step inside the SUV here. and and apparently at this and you won't be able to see it but during that portion is when he allegedly pulled the gun out Um, and you can see the SUV slowly pull away as if he's leaving and then he turns around here um, and, and then you should see another clip right there when he runs over the, over there and so you can see he he ran him over uh, and like yeah, Chelsea said some,
0: one report I said I, I read saw that the um, driver uh Pierre saw the kid reach back to like his waistband perhaps to pull out the gun again so the driver ducked and then just kept going and that's
1: I mean I don't know oh. it's hard to see that here but what I will say is from 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 my angle I mean from from my eyes it seems like I don't know if after he just thought he got a clean robbery and this guy was just going to go on about his day. But it seems like he wasn't paying attention to even see if he was going to turn around. So you I don't know. know you know, if he was reaching for his gun because it seems like he wasn't even paying attention to me. Yeah.
0: Right. So that doctors were actually able to reattach the arm. Oh, I'm wow. not sure how they're functional. Not, they're
2: not sure if they it, have it took yet.
0: Yeah. Uh, but so now the question is, uh, I, you know, for sure. Let's let's just handle the kid first. I believe it's fair of the robbery charge and the con- uh, and yeah, the weapon, yeah. Yeah. Right. right? No controversy yeah. about that. Right. Uh, the the more controversial charge, I believe, is the attempted murder charge yeah. Yeah. for yeah. the yeah. driver.
1: Yeah. Because most people, when they see this, uh, and and this is from maybe a layperson's perspective, they'll see it as what the driver did you know, as as something kind of vicious, but nothing wrong. He was defending himself essentially. And it
2: almost seemed kind of poetic justice, right? Right, right.
1: And and, and I think that's where the general public will get caught in this, but that's just not how the law works.
0: Well, I for I don't see how attempted murder is the correct charge. So I know the the Pierre's family is very upset about this. They were in court. They were all sobbing, shocked that he was charged with anything. I think he perhaps you know, as long as the prosecution sticks with the attempted murder charge, I think he will get off because this is the wrong charge. Yeah. Well, I, I,
2: well, I I don't know that he'll get off. I, I had a case similar to this where you know the defendant was threatened with a knife you know with his life with a knife the guy walked off and then a few minutes later the defendant had a lead pipe and you know right. beat the heck out of this guy and when I spoke to the defendant he thought that was self-defense and he said here's the case I don't know why I'm in here it's self-defense right and most people and, do and most people think that's self-defense but the problem here is that cooling off period exactly if there's ever a cooling off period and then you go and attack that person that may have incited you to for in you know enraged you that clean off period now makes you liable but that, for whatever but that you do. But that goes.
0: But that's for that's for, 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 for manslaughter. Volunteers. And so
2: for voluntary so, manslaughter.
0: So that's what I. I think that's yeah. what the charge should be. Yeah. Is right. a, attempted. I mean, it sounds well, like a legal fiction, and I'm not even sure it exists in New York. It does right. in California. Attempted vehicular manslaughter. Uh, involuntary manslaughter. Yeah. Good guess. Good well, guess. Well, no, it's
1: voluntary manslaughter.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. But uh, attempted voluntary manslaughter. Right. Exactly. So. At what point does it become premeditated? Because wow. if he drove off and he was I mean, of sound mind and <laughs> well,
2: thought, okay, and I, I mean, I'm away safe, I'm no longer, my life is no longer a threat. Well, pre- premeditated
1: that, itself as a term of art. Um, and so what you're talking about, I think what you're talking about is just the intent. At what point... It, did he actually have the intent to kill that's why to kill was, him? And that's yeah. where you get the charge that's of attempted murder. That's why, why I think
2: murder. it's attempted murder because they determined that he had enough time when he turned that car around to decide I'm going to take this guy's life. I don't life. think
0: so. I think I could uh, imagining myself in this situation. Somebody pulls a gun on me. In that moment, your adrenaline like takes over. You think your life might be over, especially if he tried to pull the trigger and it didn't go off. Right. Right. So then at the, at first you're just like stunned. You're driving off, and then. But how many times does this happen to you? Something happens in a moment moment. You, you f- sort of freak out and then like a second passes and you're like, you're okay. And then there's like a second wave of like, holy but shit, so the reality sec- of what just <laughs> happened sets in and another surge of adrenaline goes. And that's where I why I that. think it makes sense that the guy but turned the around. Volu- but
1: the but way to he- a heat a passion, because uh, under voluntary yeah. manslaughter, um, you can mitigate a charge from uh attempted murder or excuse me from murder to voluntary manslaughter under heat of passion heat of passion which and in this instance would be considered under the quarrel argument right so there was a quarrel he had a gun to him however under a heat of passion defense there cannot be a cooling off period which is uh, and, what shaka and, talked and about and that's the, the
0: that's the issue is whether that time between when he yeah. drove off and made the u turn whether right. that See, is a sufficient what, cooling yeah, off when period when you
2: describe that second wave of rage Unfortunately, that would then be. A well, but in some, in some I, jurisdictions, they
1: allow for the that second wave. However, there mm-hmm. has to be. There's been cases where, for instance, something happened where I believe uh, at the court date they saw the victim or uh, the the defendant, <laughs> yeah. and it reignited. And the yeah. court has ruled before that that is yeah. effectively reinitiating the, that heat of passion. So, I mean, how but many seconds? But in this seconds? case,
2: nothing happened. To me, to me, what I saw there it was like four it was, seconds, five l- seconds. It was longer than I remembered. So as I just watched it now, that's why it seemed even a little bit more valid. It it seemed a lot longer. The guy walks out. The the thing makes a long U turn. That's not going to hold. Yeah. That that
1: I, I, personally, I don't believe that's going to hold as a heat of passion defense. Yeah, this guy got out of the vehicle. Oh. Yeah. He walked around the vehicle. He walks walked around the, the vehicle, street. Yeah. He turned his took his vehicle out of park. He yeah. drove up to a stop sign, made a U turn, and ran his jet anything, this, man, hit this hit him, young man down.
2: If he would have hit him right as he got out of the vehicle, then it would have been a different of, story. Yeah.
0: Well, what about the fact that he? He severed his arm, but he didn't like hurt the guy badly enough because the I mean the the guy, he didn't inflict grave bodily da- and it, harm it, it's, no, it's no defense no, he to attempted
2: murder to, but it's no defense to attempted murder to say, Well, you didn't get me that good, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, right, right. Can I throw yeah. can I throw a curveball you guys' way? Yeah. I wanna see how you'd handle the situation if let's say there is a student who has a gun. Right? Mm-hmm. And the student threatens somebody off school grounds with a gun and then goes on to school grounds with the gun. If somebody came over and attempted to kill that person to prevent them from creating another. No, we so that can't
0: do that. You can't take that, the law sort no. of like into yeah. your own no, you're hands. you're
1: in po- Exactly. Yeah. You know
0: this this heat of passion thing. This arose, I believe, out of a case where like a, a husband walks in to his house and finds his wife in bed with another man, and, and then in kills that moment, the right. man. And this was how you know we yeah. right. mitigate. Right. And that's why most
1: of the heat of passion cases deal with spouses, or uh, and, and it's not even just spouses. You can't, for instance, you can't hear that someone has cheated on. You have to be in that in an act yeah. of catching. Them or something,
0: but it's it's not limited to that. But it's also
1: yeah. quarrels, so which yeah. means obviously there's a fight or there's a scuffle. So, or Something. It just to has to be an like intense
0: this. emotion, and 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 I think a, I think this is why a jury, thank goodness for jury trials, because I think a, this is where we have you know it's not just a video and we and a judge decides. You know, a jury will put themselves into the defendant's shoes. What well, the thing? The is, thing
1: is, court precedent ha, has essentially set. Uh, only uh, only certain areas it, it's not just uh, an intense emotion the jury can, can essentially uh, uh, in fact the judge would not instruct on that because court precedence had has made it to where it's only actually been uh spousals excuse me spouses or sudden quarrels that have taken place and that's where they have allowed it yeah but well that looked and to and me
0: like a sudden and quarrel and right no
1: it, it definitely yeah. was. I, so the I, yeah. was the issue was the cooling off period like like shaka yeah. was talking about and
2: I I think you know in this particular case do I want this guy to go down for attempted murder absolutely not right but you don't here, want, yeah but the danger of him not being charged and not being convicted is that people will start to take things in their own hand And I think the reason we have these laws about the cooling off period is to avoid people from being vigilantes essentially right and so because someone threatens me today and I may not know their true intent maybe they are threatening me but they actually have no intent to follow out with killing me yeah. and then I go tomorrow and kill them it I If this case doesn't stand for not doing that, then we're going to have a problem in this country. Can I ask one more question? Yes, of course. Do you think the case would be the same had the arm not been severed? Because literally yeah. hitting somebody with a car could potentially murder him, but he was running away even though his arm was severed. If they, if he had <laughs> run away from the scene and then been arrested three days later, could he have still filed no. an attempted uh, it, murder charge it, yeah. with a surveillance tape? Yeah, it Absolutely. was the same.
1: Yeah. Uh, as Shaka mentioned, the degree of injury is not the n- is is not the indicator. It's the intent well, and the f- instrument physical, used.
0: Serious physical injury for well, attempted serious, murder. Yeah,
1: serious bodily harm. When
2: you take, for instance, he is the instrument have, as well. Yeah, you don't need to have actually incurred. The serious bodily harm but intent the has to, to attempt attempt create to, yeah. serious bodily
1: injury. Well, and, and when you could take an SUV <laughs> and ran it, ram it over someone, I think that intent is definitely clear.
0: <laughs> Unless he says he, well, I don't know how good of a defense this was. He was he was going back, you know, to confront the guy. No, probably not a good idea. And then when he saw the kid was about to shoot at him, yeah. he ducked and then well, inadvertently struck and that, him. So and, now you're
1: talking yeah. about self-defense, and when you when you're talking about a self-defense argument, you cannot be the aggressor. You can't create the circumstance. And, well,
0: and also this man, this guy, this kid walking around with a gun, and there was other people around. So, you know, we could say, well, he was trying to be a good guy and safeguard it's not the, not
2: the other people. Not third parties, no, but yeah, right. it does not quite, doesn't TV. quite fit. Yeah.
0: yeah all right. Mm-mm. Okay. There's no way
1: around that one. I didn't think so, but I, it, I <laughs> thought i put like, it out like there. I agree with Shaka, yeah. I, I would hate to see this guy convicted over something like that, kid yeah. is a procedural is yeah. not,
0: you know What is he going to get? A slap on the wrist? He's 17 yeah. years old. He's, he's a kid. Well, he'll
2: get more than a slap on the they wrist. They might charge him well,
0: an adult. They'll yeah. get a story you, to tell. You think? Yeah. Um,
2: but hope- hopefully they plead this guy out and they figure something out that makes it, or <gasps> the sentence is somehow you know not quite I mean, grave. we
0: women have expensive shoes, but I don't think we kill each other or rob each other over it. What the? I mean, this is... Yeah. So
2: you wouldn't
1: rob nobody of some Louis Vuitton?
0: No, <laughs> no, 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 and no. I, I yeah I I I mean a part of me feels like justice in this case would be you know bitch slapping the kid like really you're
1: gonna I agree, hold I, somebody? agree.
0: I mean what about the true the criminal in this case was a kid the yeah. psychological damage that that has on somebody, if somebody pulled a gun on me over shoes, I mean, I, this kid better pay for therapy for life because <laughs> that is, I mean, hopefully right. the kid gets sued with uh, for uh, intentional infliction of emotional distress. Oh, yeah, he can. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, he can. Right.
0: Alright, okay. So another story that, might, that you might find outrageous. So have you taken out a student loan, a federal student no. loan? Yeah. Yes. What, what Too you, many. <laughs> now how do you feel if you uh, back in like 1987 took out a $1,500 loan and then federal agents, seven of them, come in fully equipped, knock down your door and arrest you for this $1,500 that you owe to get you on a payment plan.
2: Wow. And these aren't just local police. These are U.S. Marshals who yeah. engaged yeah. in this.
0: Yeah. This is
2: insane. But you know, my, my first thought was it's a shame we don't treat all debt in this country like that because I think we would all make smart decisions getting credit cards we we all make smart decisions with our banking but it, this story is ridiculous that they they went through these great lengths to to get this one guy now if they start doing this for everybody maybe it's yeah go I mean they're, they're saying that, go to the top so, of the ladder so they've got they 94 to go to the
0: US Marshals <laughs> serving the the that are exist in this country right yeah. and they're usually doing big important things like executing warrants on federal criminals and investigating domestic and international fugitives I mean big important things right and then we use them to collect debts
2: of (laughs) $1500
0: so apparently this this one guy Paul uh, Acker from Houston this is his story but he's not gonna be the last person. Apparently this is sort of a new plan to recover well, I mean, the back federal in the government's day, money.
1: Back in the day they had debtor's prison and, and, and uh, from my understanding that never actually went away. It's just something that they haven't exercised. So um, is, is, this isn't foreign to our judicial system. We definitely had stuff uh, and in fact in debtor's prison from my understanding uh, this was decades ago um, but uh, it was actually held in contempt which would mean that there isn't a limit in which uh, a time frame in which you can you know you you can you must be released
0: yeah well wow. so bankruptcy isn't one of those classes in law school that everybody takes you can take yeah. it sort of as an elective if you're interested so right. I have not the first clue about bankruptcy and I was <laughs> under the impression that we did away with debtors prison altogether
1: uh, we so, just stopped effectuating its used
0: all right so I, I mean I think that this is a ridiculous use of resources Completely. I'm sure it it cost the operation to arrest this guy probably cost taxpayers more, more than fifteen hundred dollars where you we're, were
1: you sending several seven marshals seven, to arrest this guy yeah. for fifteen hundred dollars of student loan debts when we should be relieving people of student loan debt yeah
0: and they,
2: and they took him into a range of payment plan I mean, call give him guy a call right, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean like knocking the door down like yeah. not you know this was not a polite like you know entry uh, this was like coming in full um gear and, and the whole thing I think it's you know ridiculous
1: But we talked about creating circumstances that could lead to, and I'm just tying this back to uh, police shootings, that could actually escalate and lead to a police shooting in this situation. $1,500 student debt. You send seven marshals. Yeah. So, yeah. what
0: if this guy what had a gun and he feels like his house is being right. invaded? Yeah. He has a right to defend himself in his own home, and he starts shooting at marshals. Or well, he
2: didn't have a gun. He had something that looked like a gun. You know? Oh right. dear so, God! Yeah. yeah.
0: Right. I, yeah. This is ridiculous. Especially, I, I thought it was a good uh, comeback when uh, you suggested, "Why aren't we doing this on um, the people on on, on Wall Street right. who right. have?" committed crimes that have cost we're us We're still more. recovering
1: today, billions, yeah. and we're talking about billions, yeah. right? Yeah,
0: where are the marshals going in to <laughs> exactly. get those guys? Exactly. That would be a much more productive well, use of our resources. Well, they've all signed
2: agreements that say they're, <laughs> they're oh, inoculated yeah, yeah. in from
0: prosecution. <laughs> (laughs) Uh, Right. Yeah. All right. Hate to end on that note, but it looks like that's where we're ending today. Thank you for joining us on this week's episode of Justice is Served. Don't forget to come back with us next week. And in the meantime, if there's a story that we should cover or comment that you have, please let us know. Like, uh, tweet at me, at Chelsea Galicia.
1: Um, At me, Shaka Strong. And just BJ
0: Got. Oh, wow. Bye, guys. (laughs)